Hello, my name is Brad. We are Grace Teaching today. We're talking about baptism. And uh, have you always wanted to know the symbolic um, picture of baptism? You know, I can remember <clears throat> early on at the age of 34 um, when I made that decision to be baptized. They told me, you know, you made your, your decision for Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord. Now the best the next thing you want to do is get baptized. Well, um, and so I did everything they said. Um, but um, not knowing what the purpose was for baptism, I just kind of, you know, at that point in my life, I was pretty humble and I was just willing to do whatever they told me to do. <clears throat> I figured, you know, I uh, was in no position to really question but, um, you know, I should have asked questions. I should have um, been more curious. It wasn't until later on um, the Holy Spirit started to teach me what baptism was really about. You see, one thing I don't want to do is I don't want to go through the day and focus on baptism. Um, I want to focus on Jesus Christ. <clears throat> you know, the author of Hebrews in uh, two places, in Hebrews chapter 3 and also in Hebrews chapter 12. That's um, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1, and uh, also in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. But he says, fix your thoughts on Jesus. Put your mind on him. Um, and so if I'm going to put my eyes and my mind on Christ living in me today, um, <clears throat> I'm going to have to not focus on baptism. And so, but baptism... Um, is important because it's symbolic to what Jesus Christ accomplished in our life. He died for us so he could give his life to us, so he could live his life through us. You see, when Jesus went to the cross, he took away all of our sins. And the scriptures telling us that the old people we were before Christ, we were in Adam sinners. Um, but that person that we were, scripture is also telling us that that person was removed completely cut away and done away with and placed on Jesus on that cross. Now we're set apart and made holy and placed in Christ, his resurrection. And now Christ has given us life. Remember, before Christ, we were spiritually dead, separated from God, Romans 5.12. But now we were united into Christ, and Christ, who is our life now, um, <clears throat> when, we, when he appears, um, we too appear with him in glory. And of course, I want to go to Romans chapter 6 on this. One thing I would often do when the Holy Spirit started teaching me about this was I went back and the Holy Spirit led me back to a place where I was baptized and kind of taught me. I asked the Holy Spirit, what happened when I went down in that water? And uh, <clears throat> what is that all about? Well, the Holy Spirit basically, you have to remember First John 2.27, the Holy Spirit oftentimes in the body of Christ is the forgotten God. And a lot of times we forget about the Holy Spirit and what his role is. One of the roles um, <clears throat> of the Holy Spirit living in the body of Christ is to teach us everything we need to know. And this is one of them. Um, 1 John 2.27 tells us the Holy Spirit is within you and will teach you everything you need to know. And so this is um, the day that uh, the Lord was teaching, uh, the Holy Spirit was teaching me about what it was, what happened, um, what did Jesus do for me, and who am I now in Christ. And uh, 
And so I went to Romans chapter 6, and this is where the Holy Spirit started to teach me. What shall we say then? And I'm reading from Romans 6, verse 1 in the New King James Version. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Now notice that's a question. What is he saying? Remember, before Christ, we were in Adam. Sinners. That means we were in sin. Okay? But when we were born again, okay, we were given a new identity. We were taken out of Adam, placed in Christ, given the right now to be called a child of God. So what is he saying here? He's saying this. What shall we say then? Shall we continue to identify ourselves as sinners, when in reality, we're in Christ, we're children of God. And then he says this in verse 2, certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Meaning, how shall we who used to be in Adam, we died to Adam, we're now alive in Christ. How shall we live any longer in it? Okay, that's basically what he's saying there. Um, in verse 3, he says, Paul says this when he writes his letter. He says, Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Okay, so when we get a picture of when Jesus was laid in, in the tomb, and he was taken from the cross, we have to get a picture of us actually with him in death. The people we used to be, see? Do you not know that as many as were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? <clears throat> and so when Jesus died after the cross there, they laid him in the tomb, we also died, the people we were, okay, before Christ. Verse 4, therefore we were buried with him through baptism, there it is again, into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Okay? And so, verse 5, for if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. In other words, Paul's saying, since we died with Jesus, we are united with Christ, okay? Romans 6, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. The noun, notice the noun sin there. Now, so what does this have to do with baptism? Everything. <clears throat> Let's just get a picture. Let's go back in our minds and think about the time when they said that little prayer and then they laid us back into the water and then they brought us back up. Okay? When they laid us down into that water, what happened? Well, it's symbolic to all of your sins being removed. Ephesians 1, 7, okay? It's a picture of the old person you used to be in Adam, sinner, removed, 
as well. And when you come up out of that water, you are holy and set apart. You see? Completely holy and set apart. For what? Well, at that moment of conversion, remember you were united into Christ Jesus. You see? 1 Corinthians 1.30 And so when we were spiritually dead, now we're alive in Christ. Okay, and so anyone in Christ now is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. That's what it means, old things passed away. The old person you used to be and the old person I used to be. So we're no longer a sinner. I'm no longer a sinner, Brad. The person I was before Christ, I'm, behold, all things have become new, Brad. You see, in Christ, we're brand new people. And so Paul says this, a new creature don't need a bunch of rules. You know, I call them um, crap. Is It stands for, C-R-A-P stands for Christian Rules and Procedures. I don't believe you need those. I don't believe I need those. I believe we need to be led by the Holy Spirit. Remember, the Holy Spirit is in us, the forgotten God, and he's there to teach us everything we need to know about baptism, and about everything else that we were, that happened to us. And so.